So we have our brownie giveaway. We've talked about this over the past couple of weeks and and this all came about through cravings. But we have teamed up with Blue Anchor Bakery and we are going to give away some brownies. You can find us on uh, Instagram at Ramblings of Dadmen and Blue Anchor Bakery is at Blue Anchor Bakery. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm a 30-something with a four-year-old stepdaughter and a pregnant fiancé. And I'm Daniel. I'm a 30-something and I've had kids for a while, ranging from toddlers to teens. And we are live this week. Oh, no, we're not. Hang on. (laughs) So, hi, guys. Welcome to this week's podcast. Welcome to Ramblings for Dad... Oh, fuck off. (laughs) It's hard when you open it up. Welcome to this week... Welcome to this week... Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) We never get the intros right. Okay. Hi, and welcome to... Hi, and I'm not saying hi. Hello, welcome to another episode of Ramblings of Dad Men. Welcome to episode number nine. Once again, Matt and Dan. Dan, how are you doing? I'm good, good, mate, yeah. You? (laughs) Yeah, if, if we could ever get an intro right, I'd be absolutely fantastic, but... You know what? I'm just going to roll with it for this week. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How's your week been? Good. I'm, I'm really tired, though. Self-inflicted, maybe? Yeah. Oh, dear. Very much. To be fair, it's been a busy week. Uh, in and out of work. Yeah, capped it off with uh, a few drinks out-out last night. Uh, and maybe overdid it a little bit. Well, it happens to the best of us, mate. Feeling a bit. What's the word I'm looking for? self Pity? Yeah, I'm pitying oh. myself. Yeah, you won't get any love lost from me, I'm afraid. Oh, no. Still, no, still have fine. to do this. We have to power through. <laughs> this is what we've committed to. Um, yeah, well, have, you, have you been up to much else? Other than realising that I'm too old to drink anymore. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other than that, we, we took Callum, or I took Callum to college, Winstonly. It has changed massively. Really? To, yeah, I was lost. Um, Can you imagine that it's nearly 20 years ago? Yeah, that's scary, that, isn't it? It really, really is. That makes us old. Again, links back to the first point. I'm too old. I'm trying to relive me. <laughs> we just need to grow old miserably, don't we, and accept defeat. I think the problem is is that we've never grown, grown up. <laughs> Another Netflix recommendation for you. Squid Game. Now, I have heard of this, and I tried to watched that the other day i never heard of it before but it was like i think it was number two on the top 10 list for netflix so i just generally will watch a couple of them (laughs) and i watched it for about three and a half minutes and becky was like the lips aren't moving properly (laughs) yeah i think it's dubbed anyway she doesn't tend to like subtitle films or something like that so that's probably something that we'll have to give it another go a top tip for a, a night in uh, when it was lockdown, we decided to do a night out in a different country. So we picked a country from random. And the point is that you have to watch a film from that country. You have to make the national dish and you have to have the national drink as well. And I think we got Croatia. 
like the national dicks for Croatia was, I think it was pork and dumplings. And anyway, we ended up watching this beautiful Croatian film and we were gripped on it. It was brilliant. It was amazing. It was about an older man that kind of got a Korean stowaway. Started, <laughs> started like finding out he was an illegal immigrant and he started like teaching him and stuff like that. And it was about their relationship. It was really nice, actually. But yeah, that's fun. Yeah, it sounds it. Maybe if you get... <laughs> It, it sold is. it to me. The like, idea, the concept, yeah, that's that's quite good. However, we still wouldn't be able to decide on a film. I like watching all sorts of stuff. I think Beck's the picky one. That's part of the problem. She's not gripped within the first ten minutes. She'll slowly start switching off, and then yeah. by halfway through the episode, that's it. She's gone. She just watched Handmaid's Tale, and I, to be fair, I couldn't actually get into that. I don't think uh, I've heard of that one, to be honest. Uh, based off the book. It is good. I think that's on Netflix. She loves that. We've watched, I think, four episodes up to now. And I know what you mean. And Beck, again, she doesn't normally like anything where there is dubbing. As you get into it, halfway through the first episode, it sort of switches. And then half of the cast are in masks. I'll not say too much. But because they're in masks, you, you don't get They tell them being dubbed. It's good. Let's just put I, it that way. It, I've heard a lot of good things about it. I'm definitely yeah. going to give it a go. I think I'm yeah. definitely going to give it a go. And we are actually planning to go and watch uh, The New Bond. Oh, Yeah. This is a very exciting thing, isn't it? I mean, it's gone 18 months before it's it's yeah, finally got into cinemas. Yeah, it's Daniel Craig's final one. I think it, it deserved to be in the cinemas. Controversially, I actually think he is the best Bond. I, I don't think there's any controversial about it. I think he's the closest one to the books. I think a lot of the old, the, the the older generation may say Roger Moore because he was the original Bond. Was he the first Bond? No, he was. A, it was Sean Connery. Sean Connery was the uh, first one. I think I could name them, but I don't think I could name them all in order. I think it was Sean Connery, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, George Lazenby, and I don't think that's in the right order. Piers Brosnan, then Daniel Craig. Yeah, Piers Brosnan was good. He, he was. He was? I, I do genuinely think Daniel Craig has been probably the best bond for me at least yeah i think it's because we've we've grown well not grown up with it we were we were adults when he first came out but it was probably around 2005 four maybe yeah. so oh, 2006 i think was his first on he, he's been bond for 15 years wow one of the things that me and becky disagree with is about films really and, and this is where one of our age gaps i guess tends to show so last night I got her to watch a classic film from my childhood and she'd never seen it before, which I was a little bit offended by, to be perfectly honest with you. But she enjoyed it. That film was Ghostbusters. The originals. The original Ghostbusters. 1984 Ghostbusters. Yeah. Wow. Great That's, film. Oh, did she enjoy it? She did enjoy it. There are um, a few more films from that area that I'm going to try and get her into. I'm slowly setting it in. I think, I think the offshoot is that I have to watch... Um, the full Harry Potter series, which I've never watched. And the other thing that I have to watch is slowly getting back onto topic, I think. <laughs> and one born every minute. See, that, yeah. that was something we did. I think you'll get a lot from that. Really? Yeah. You know, not necessarily the plan, but if you do have to go in hospital, I think you'll get familiarised with the environment and what's going on and all the machines and you know all of that stuff. And it did help me. We are going to start watching that. We've also booked some online courses i think we've got six hours of hypnobirth to watch this week is this the ones where you sit behind her in the ghost position again 
<laughs> fully dressed this time and practice breathing techniques. Yeah, and then whatever happens, happens. <laughs> <laughs> I will update you of any progress. Don't squeeze too hard. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had a very quiet week. Yesterday, we decided that we would go and have a 4D scan. So we booked that and we went and we couldn't get a picture, unfortunately. Ah. So that's a bit annoying. So where she was, she was in the right position. But as we saw on the ultrasound, we could see her mouth opening and she was genuinely licking the placenta. So... (laughs) She is a strange child. She is a very strange child. Uh, but because she was so close to the placenta, you couldn't. You, you needed some fluid there, so she couldn't get a proper picture, unfortunately. So we've booked in to go later again this week. For she did, did say one. that she had really long legs, though, and I did start thinking, is this baby mine? <laughs> was it the one on Pottery Road in Wigan? No, it's a new one. It's just in Armscot Road in Penn just on the same road where the Tesco is, and it's relatively new. But we've been there a few times now, and she's really nice, the woman. So, And like, like I say, we're going to go back this week, and hopefully we'll get a nice little picture. Did you ever do any of the 4 scan stuff or yeah, 4D scans? Yeah, so we went to that one that I was thinking you went to. I can sympathise that you don't necessarily get it first time. There was a couple that were in before us that they were trying to do it, and she was lied on the bed for about half an hour. And she'd been there all day and she just couldn't get the baby in the right position. She kept going out and you know, walking around, having a drink and then trying again. We sort of went in, she checked everything and <laughs> we got it first time. Uh, you lucky bastards. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably pod me in the shit out of that next week and it won't be true. We didn't get it first time and I'm an absolute arsehole for saying that out loud. And we waited for an hour. I'm pretty sure it was first time. I, I will pre-warn you. It doesn't look like a human. I've heard this. It's some sort of alien. Yeah, it's weird. But it's still nice and reassuring. I mean, George yes. didn't come out looking anything like that 4D scan, so I don't know if there was just something wrong with the printer. <laughs> <laughs> Is printer a euphemism? No. The... <laughs> if only you could just print the baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it comes out in flat pack. That'd be, a... That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Hey, I tell you, one thing I did do this morning, linking back to last week, I went watching one of my other nephews play. It's far better than watching the professionals play. Not even going to mince my words. My nephew set up one of the tries, and it was a good try. That's where I probably then overstepped the mark a little bit, of being that Uncle Nobhead come over. Congratulations, well done, good game. But what you need to do is... <laughs> You need to go and attack the line a bit more. Just go a little two steps forward and then pass your ball. Uh, so I'm giving him all this advice. He's finished yeah. playing. He's got another game next week. And he don't want to think about it until then. No kid That's does. It. It is probably, oh, I've done my bit. I'm better. I set up a try. I got yeah. one of the match or something. So he's probably yeah. like, I don't need to listen to anybody. Which were all like that at that age, weren't we? Yeah. Well, we are week 30. No, 31, aren't you? Why am I telling you? I don't know. Well, we'll no, pop in the 30... shit out of that. Yeah. We're, no, no, we're week 31. We are week 31. Please. <laughs> yeah, we are week 31. The trouble is, I think what happened is that I looked at their eye watch. So I saw it yesterday and it was week 30. But obviously today it's crossed over to 31. 
um, the size of a coconut today. We're getting big. And also, while we're at the 4D scan, I think she's weighing £3.10. So everything's looking good. I do have a little bit of podmin last week. Becky just wanted us to remind you and everybody that she is not a terrible, horrible person. <laughs> she said, the way that you've got me sounding like that, that I'm just <laughs> making you lie in bed and, and fondling me for a little bit of a rest. I'm like, that sounds makes me sound terrible. Like, no, she she's not. She's a lovely person. She's amazing. So I apologise if, if anyone was offended by the way I spoke last week. And, and by anyone, I'm I'm really sorry, Becky. <laughs> so there are a couple of things that I want to talk about. I, I want to talk about three main points this week, really. And, and actually, this is more related to my stepdad role, to be honest with you, in terms of looking after a toddler. Because I'm sure, you know, there, there are some people that listen to this and want to rip their eyes out because looking after a toddler is an absolutely stressful thing to do from time to time. <laughs> I think I think that's fair to say. And I just want to talk about some kind of stuff that we've been struggling with over the past few weeks and what kind of things that we've started to do to try and help out or solve that. So just to start, start this as well, Flossie had her first accident this week. At school, there is like a little play center outside a little like climbing frame she has some like wooden stepping stones so like there's some wooden blocks they aren't connected they're always like floating stairs if you know what i mean yeah yeah. and so the wood is part of like a little obstacle course and she was playing on them it was wet and she slipped off them but decided to break a fall with her head so she was in a bit of a pain you know, Flossie had to go to, uh, to the walking centre and get butterfly stitches. She's fine now. She's got a little bit of a black eye. Doesn't sound too pretty at all, huh? Yeah. <laughs> she definitely had a scary experience in terms of it's never nice seeing anyone hurt, is it? So no. I guess that's what kids do. Any yeah. old kids had some some injuries where you've had to spend hospital? Oh, yeah. 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 Josh has all sorts of stuff where she's, she's tripped over banged herself she's quite often coming on with like bump notes and she'll trip over her own feet and she did it a couple of weeks ago she's come home and she's got this bandage on her knee she's got this note from the teacher saying george has fallen over and we've applied a cold water compress and she's okay and we just applied tlc my response to georgia is do i need to pay for a new floor at school But, but some of the time she comes home and it's quite hefty. It's like she could have, it does genuinely look quite serious. Kids are really good at bouncing back. That cuts the scrapes and things like that. They all heal relatively quickly. Callum, however, it did make me feel really shit for something that I suggested. So he was playing football at school. One of the other lads just shoulder badged into him. Not been aggressive. They were both going challenging for the same ball. One shoulder badged him. He's put all his weight on one foot, fallen over. Gets a phone call from the head of year, who happens to be his PE teacher anyway. Uh, Hello, Mr. Parkinson. Uh, Callum's had a bit of an accident. He's okay, but his knee's a bit swollen. Can't put any weight on it. We think you might need to possibly go and take him to A&E if he doesn't get any better. So I said, just give him a couple of paracetamol and send him across the road to my mum and dad's and I'll pick him up later thinking nothing of it because you know kids 
quite often make things out to, to be a lot worse than it actually is. Yeah. And looked him over and decided to take him into hospital just to get checked over. And they tell me he's, he's detached his ACL and he needs an operation the following morning. Instantly <laughs> feel like absolute shit. He came home that night. I was sort of carrying him, physically carrying him around everywhere. I took him to the hospital the following morning. He couldn't have anything to eat. He was then operated on that day. And then I stayed in hospital with him. But, you know, you know he's going just a routine operation. But just his eyes closing did genuinely bring a tear to my eyes. Um, so that was quite a powerful and emotional sort of thing. He's made a full recovery since. I suppose the advice is don't do what I did and probably treat it with the respect that it deserves. I suppose if you hear the words, don't worry, he's fine, he can manage at school for the rest of the day, you're going to automatically think, well, he's fine, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. It's been played down a little bit in your mind. It's not urgent. He's not been rushed to hospital and an ambulance. If that happens, then shit. See you. Exactly. So it's a different, different reaction, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't, well, I, don't, I don't think you should beat yourself up too much for that, but... It's one of them things, but shit happens. If he was playing rugby, though, I'd have probably walked it off. <laughs> There's a lesson to be learnt there, Callum. Yeah, yeah play rugby, not yeah. football. So, diverting <laughs> ever so slightly, one of the things that we found particularly challenging, for a while, really, Flossie has quite a delicate palate, so she will happily just eat ham and cheese sandwiches all the time. Obviously, Becky knows that that's not healthy for her. And we do try to encourage her to have more things at very limited, and I mean very, very limited degrees of success, <laughs> where where generally every mealtime is a bit of a pain. <laughs> now, I know that toddlers, most toddlers are the same. They don't try to like experiment with foods and they like what they like. But it, you know, it has become a bit difficult recently when she won't eat chicken because it's not has the right consistency of gravy on it or something like that <laughs> yeah. so we have done a star chart this weekend and i was well, all we did is we put three simple rules down and if she completes all the rules she gets a star for the day for the, for the day so the rules are that she cleans the toys up in a bedroom when she's finished playing with them that she tries everything on her plate at tea time the other one is that she doesn't come into the bedroom. So Flossie's got this behaviour where she'll tend to come into the bedroom really early in the morning, like five o'clock in the morning. She'll say, I'm not tired. We've tried a lot of things. We've tried, you know, we've got her a, an alarm. We've got her an alarm that wakes up with a light. We've got a, a picture thing that tells her when it, when the sun's coming out. And if Flossie's been up since five o'clock and she's only had six hours sleep, she's very grumpy for the night but she's quite quite adamant that she won't have a nap but the other thing is that becky's really struggling to get back to bed it's like she'll have a little bit of a tantrum at five o'clock in the morning or half four in the morning but becky's too exhausted because she's heavily pregnant to do anything to to get back to the room or anything like that so that's the reason why we have the other rule so there's three simple rules and for the past two days it's been okay Today has been a little bit different because we've had fajitas for tea. And this time last week, Fossey would have kicked off. 
big style if she'd have had fajitas. But we did. I mean, a lot of encouragement, and we had to make it into a competition. She did try peppers for the first time today. She actually liked them. She said it was the first thing on the plate. But we have had to push this star chat all day. And do you know what? She's been doing all right. Where do you come from with toddlers and with food heating? Did, 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 has Georgie got any problem? Like, is she all right with eating different kind of foods? And more to the point, what kind of things did you have to to do to try and encourage her? So I did two things with Callum and something that was different with Georgia. With Callum, we did a star chart with him. But at the end of that star chart, we gave him a goal that once you get X amount of stars... We had a little prize box. I'm not going to take any credit for it. This is all Beck's idea, uh, obviously from her childcare background. We put, it could be any fidget toys or socks or sweets or whatever you want. But once they accrue so many stars, the reward is they get to pick something out of that box. And it's just a incentivizes them to want to get the stars. With Callum, he was a very fussy eater. He still is now. He won't eat tomatoes unless they're blended. Right, okay. <laughs> George is exactly the same. So just for ease, I tend to blend everything and you know, with the tomatoes. Neither of them like sweet corn and onions and things like that. So sometimes it's easier to just make them stuff, you know, give them a good, healthy, nutritious balance, but not push it too far. Don't get them trying all sorts of weird and wonderful stuff if they're not going to eat it. With Callum, the thing that mealtimes was quite often, if we give him a big portion, if he, we saw him starting to slow down, I'd cut in half whatever I saw left and say, right, the deal is you eat that half and you can leave the other half. Say he's already eaten half of it. So really we're getting him to eat three quarters of what we've given him, but he didn't know that. And then it it evolved to the point where once he'd eaten half, he'd come to me and go, can we do a deal? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, he got out of that and he's no problems eating now. Like I say, a little bit picky with certain things. I remember an incident, (laughs) Georgia, got stupidly upset. She, like Flossie, like you just said, she likes ham sandwiches. She wouldn't eat ham sandwiches if the ham was sticking out of the side of the sandwich. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know why that was, but she used to get freaked out by it. So we had to make sure that that was done. But then she'd eat it, and it you know, wasn't a problem at all. Right now, she's going through that bit of experimentation and we got her to do a New Year's resolution. So she's a little bit beyond the star chart, but we got her to do a New Year's resolution that she would try new foods throughout the year. And throughout the year, she's been really good. She has tried all sorts of different things. She's tried sweet chili. She's tried all sorts of stuff. She does turn around now and quite often said that she likes new foods. And I suppose where you're at with Lossie, she's a little bit before that of consciously wanting to try new foods. So you need to incentivize her to get into that habit and make it habitual that she wants that she's going to try new stuff and she's going to get a reward for it. And then you just flip it around to what do you want to try next? Let her pick, you know, what kind of things does she want to try? That's a good idea. I never thought about that. I don't know. Pick a different vegetable when you go shopping or something. Let her pick something that she likes to look of and she likes it. Great. You found something else she likes. If not, move on to the next one. Yeah, she, she has to try it anyway because you're know, <laughs> fucking start otherwise. Which is where we're at at the minute. We've also done the if you get seven stars in a week, you get a prize, you'll get like a little present. But because we did the first time yesterday, Becky had already bought like a, a little onesie for the week winter, so we decided to give her that this 
<laughs> last night we said we were going to give it anyway, I guess. But we thought, well, we could just use this as a present while it's the first ever one. Yeah. And she was just like, well, this isn't very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus. Maybe let her pick again, though. Let her pick what the rewards are. Maybe it's a magazine or something like that that's got a toy on it. Yeah. Something, a fidget toy. She knows what she's getting out at the end of it. And, <laughs> and you combat that whole, well, it's a bit shit, but I want. Okay. We thought we thought about like just going to the the pound shop and and like because she loves stuff like that so all kids do don't they and yeah. just wrapping up a little things but I I think the the first thing that we'll do is we'll take her and she can pick her own thing for once and yeah. she likes colours and colouring books so the, the the most it'll ever be was a couple of quid but for the sake of it eating the right foods and not just crumpets and white bread I guess it, it's a small sacrifice mm. to pay. Cream-coloured foods, that's what kids like, isn't it? Chips, yeah. bread, crumpets, potatoes, chicken yeah. nuggets, anything that's cream. I mean, that's what adult likes as well, but I don't know if you're anything like me. You got to, like, 30, <laughs> and, like, your body doesn't like that anymore. I've completely forgot like, the creams. I don't have white bread. I only have brown bread. I don't have white rice. I only have brown rice. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Oh, so you've really gone, like, like looking More of a health it. kick. You know what? It started when we were getting married. I made a conscious effort to change my diet, to exercise a lot more. Well, I remember because this was just before I moved to Manchester and we actually went to the gym together, if you remember. Was that when I broke you? Yes. Yes, it was. It was like, (laughs) if people are on Instagram and and, and follow us, you will obviously there is a a significant height (laughs) and weight (laughs) <laughs> like <laughs> difference between us both and it was very funny like me struggling to lift 40 kilos or <laughs> whatever it was on the on the weight machine was it the bench press or 80 yeah. kilos or whatever it was it, it was a, a puny little amount and you're there with close to 200 or whatever it was 200 i wish so yeah no i, I, I made that change back then and i made that conscious decision that this is a permanent lifestyle change so I get rid of white bread, white rice. So I switch to wholemeal stuff. Try and incorporate a lot more fruits and vegetables into my meals. My diet is boring. Beck mocks me for it. So I've got flexibility to eat what I want at certain times. So my, my breakfast is always porridge, and then my my lunch is always brown rice. And I've now switched again to plant based meats, like really? soya, basically like soya stuff. That's all I have for lunch. When I was doing the whole training stuff. I took it to the, the very macro level of counting the, um, the specific amount of calories that I would have, and I would have net 1,500 calories after exercise. I, I shaped it so I could eat whatever I wanted for tea, tea up north or <laughs> dinner for southern contingent. You really should mention that. So this, more, this afternoon I was uh, shouting up to, to Fossey, and she's like, Fossey, what, what do you want for your dinner? And she was like, what do you mean dinner? Don't you mean lunch? So obviously her paternal side of the family are from London. Uh-huh. So, so, so yeah, so <laughs> I got I got corrected by a four year old today. The other thing was it was quite interested about the um, the vegan meats that you were talking about the veg- the soya based meats that you were just yeah, talking plant, about. Yeah, plant based meats. Yeah. So Becky and I for about four months actually went vegan, and we only didn't we only stopped being vegan when we found out she was pregnant, and and obviously. <laughs> her body's craving everything that you need to, to make a baby namely calcium <laughs> and, and to be fair 
before Becky was pregnant, she never touched milk. She always like, well, you, you know, we had soya milk or something like that, but she never actually touched milk. And ever since she was pregnant, she's been craving it. And we, we cane the stuff and, and maybe I went into some bad habits as well. So I really do need to start thinking about the health side of it. Yeah. I'm the opposite to you. So I'll go to work. I won't have breakfast. I will have a tea or a coffee, depending where I go. And then I won't eat till to lunchtime and then I will have like a meal deal a packet of crisps or something like that and I'm probably spend about eight quid in Morrison's or, or whatever <laughs> however that will bring me into topic number three because that will not happen for much longer yeah. because on Thursday I handed in my notice in my job wow yeah Ooh. yeah I did yeah how did that go it was sad. I've been there for a long time. I've been there for 10 years now. Well, over 10 years. And I really enjoy my job. It's a great job. The company's done a lot for me. However, it was the right time to move on. And actually, this is something that I want to want to talk about. Because not so much from a, a dad point of view, but just from a, a general life point of view, I guess, is that the actual job, I think, is it, short-term pain for long-term gain it's a massive pay cut uh, it means that I get, I, I get to work from home for, for the most of it and you know me and Becky have talked about it but we we, we do think it's the best thing for us the job that I do now I, I I mean I could easily start at half six in the morning and then not finish till 10 o'clock and still have things outstanding and I know that a lot of jobs are like that but when your phone is ringing constantly and you know with a little one on the way Maybe I don't want to do that yeah. at this minute in time. Your priorities change. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. But from my point of view, it kind of is starting again and starting right from the bottom. And without getting into too much details, we know that that's something that you've had to do a few times. How did you deal with it? I suppose my journey was a little bit different. because So I, I went yeah. from being a boss and having my own business to then not and that that that's a different sort of mentality switch yeah. you know, being the guy that makes the decisions and having all this responsibility that's kind of the position that i'm in at the minute i mean i'm not i'm not the boss but i am a live manager of some sort and i don't have someone look breathing down my neck every, every two minutes and i am going into an entry-level job a good entry-level job for a, a good company but that is kind of where i'm i'm at at the minute so that took me a good period of time to readjust. I think the key for me was accepting that I'm not the guy that needs to make those decisions anymore. I still treat it as though it was my own business and in the sense of how passionate and how much I care about it and how much I want to protect the business. I think it's changed me commercially, but that's just because of the journey that I've gone on, which helps me. My weekends are now dedicated to the family. So similar to like what you're going to go through now, that change of focus and responsibility, you're going to want to be home more. You're going to want to do a lot more family things. And I think you will see this is quite refreshing once the baby's here of having that extra time to be at home. Yeah, I think ultimately that's why I've, I've done it. Obviously, the job that I go into is completely not related to, to what I've done for the past 10 and a half years. So that's going to be scary. I guess that it's the old phrase, FOMO, I don't want to miss out. No, you don't. You know? So, yeah, so that's a big decision that we've done this week. 
Exactly. I like how you've paired it up with, ah, okay, I've quit. Oh, do you want to go and give birth? Oh, good. <laughs> That's the other, like, terrible... Yeah, I know, I've only just started. Can I have two weeks off? <laughs> Literally, and I've really fucked myself over because part of me is thinking, well, should I just not start until after the baby's born? That would be the most sensible thing, but this job that I'm going for, like, maybe they won't keep the job position until January and then what do I do? And then I thought, well, I'm working from home, so maybe I could just wing it for two weeks as well. <laughs> Who needs sleep, right? <laughs> just to clarify, what talking about your, your job and being in there, I didn't even think of that. That, to be honest, that wasn't where, <laughs> where I was going with that one, to be honest. I completely forgot about the job. I was thinking more like the Winsomely days. Oh, yeah, there's that. Yeah. There's the, the time when I was an idiot and decided yeah. to quit college because I thought I knew better than everyone. In fairness, that worked out so much better probably for you. And I know it probably didn't feel it at the time, but from someone looking from the other side where you managed to grow your own business and become successful in a field, whereas I went to uni and did the traditional for it and got a degree and did fuck all with it. (laughs) It was only 25 when I started building a career and now I'm dropping that at 35. So you know what, this links back to that first bit where I've been taking Callum around Winstonly and I've been sort of giving him a little bit of careers advice of, you know, what do you want to do with your life? And I know nobody really knows, but you've got to have a general idea. Do you want to sell stuff? Do you want to own a business? You're just trying to get his goals and, and what he wants to do out of him. You're working a long time. You need to be happy in your job. I think my problem was you know, I forced myself in a position where I had to graft to get where I got to. Yeah. And I still work very hard now. To, to continue to try and sort of move onwards and upwards. That's something that I'm trying to instill into Callum, that if you do all your qualifications, they will set you in good stead, but nothing ever comes easy. If you want to get a business, you want to start a business up, there's a lot that goes into it. It can eat your entire life, but it also can be super rewarding. But it, it's it's work ethic that comes down to it as well. You could, you could go to a company and the old thing is the mailbox room, isn't it? And start from there and show you your graft and, and work yeah. your way up. It doesn't really matter so much, does it? You don't need to have all the qualifications in the world. And and I wish someone that would told me that, that it didn't really matter. I think there'd be a whole lot less people going to uni <laughs> if that was the case. In, in truth, I, I if I had a ta- had my time again, I probably wouldn't have gone to uni. It's just well, an extra tax out my wage slip now. For... I feel that's because you've not gone into the field or that you studied. Yeah, that's true. I think That's if you cool. had, if you'd have made use of that degree, if you'd have gone into that, you may feel different. Mm. Uh, and that's, maybe, again, maybe because we were at that point where we didn't necessarily get that careers advice as well as we probably could have had. What are you going to yeah. do with this? And then work it backwards to then go and pick a course or a career or something that's going to put you in a field that you want to be in. I guess when we went to college, it was like, sorry, when you we, we got out of school, it was like, well, you need to go to college and pick three A levels, four A levels now, then drop one A level, and then you need to go to uni, and that's that's how you need to succeed, and that's how yeah. it was viewed success at the time, wasn't it? If you go to uni, and yeah, um, I guess on that very uh, sombre note and <laughs> unusual <laughs> for us, but I think it's a uh, a good time to end. oh shit the bed. No, scratch that. It's just a little mention, and it's just worth to talk about our Instagram competition that has gone live. Yeah. So we have our brownie giveaway. We've talked about this over the past couple of weeks, and and this all came about through cravings. 
but we have teamed up with Blue Anchor Bakery and we are going to give away some brownies. All you need to do is as simple as find us on Instagram, find the post. That's challenge one. <laughs> yeah. Like that Instagram post, tag a friend or comment. Each person that you tag or comment is going to classify as a separate entry. So you can enter as many times as you want. But from there, we're, we're going to pick a winner. In terms of conditions of the competition, please make sure that you're following both us and Blue Anchory Bakery uh, to be eligible for the competition. To be to make sure that you're in it. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> this oh, marketing stuff. <laughs> Blue Anchor Bakery is one of the brownies that we have tasted and they, they are amazing. They really are. And we'll we'll get them sent to you. We are going to announce this on the 21st of October. We will announce it live on the podcast, but just for whatever reason we you, you don't hear it, we'll we'll DM you on Instagram as well. You can also share it on Facebook as well, but please make sure you give us a follow or at least message us on Facebook to say that you want to enter the competition and we'll we'll get your names entered to the draw somehow. Once again, and, and we're really sorry, this is for UK only at the minute. For the US contingent, we will be doing separate giveaway at some point. Uh, we do need to find another Blue Anchor Bakery out in the US, which leads to more sampling and testing and tasting. You can find us on uh, Instagram at Ramblings of Dad Men and Blue Anchor Bakery is at Blue Anchor Bakery. Both the links will be in the post. Great. Well, I think that's a great time to end then. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've rambled on enough. <laughs> we have rambled on enough. Don't forget to enter our competition. It's free and I will speak to you next week. See you next week. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>